Welcome back, everybody. Season two, episode six, Heated Exchange. As usual, my name's Austin. I apologize uh, for not being here the past couple of weeks. It has been very hectic for me, but I'm very happy to be back tonight. We have a very special guest on the show tonight, who Jet will introduce in two seconds. But first off, Jet, my dear friend, how are you? I'm doing great. Um, coming off of a, a very successful fantasy draft, in my opinion, I'm, I'm glad. First of all, I'm first of all, I'm glad to apologize for missing out on uh, multiple recordings because uh, we would have probably been at, been at episode nine. By I told point. you I would apologize. It, you know what? Life gets crazy. It, it and does. There's been a lot going on, and yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know. Slipping in. I know how much you, you miss get, me. I know how get, much you miss me. You want to get your sleep? You can't do any, you know, early recordings, late night. You can't recordings. look this good without it. You can't look uh, this good without it. So I mean, we we know we know who's committed and who's not. But anyway, yes, we do have a very special guest for the show to help us talk all things the Dirty Diaz and all things the draft since the draft has been completed. Max Forstott is here to join us, and before he, you know, introduces himself, I'm going to give a little bit of a bio on what his history has been like in the Dirty Diaz. So just a, an asterisk um, on all the numbers I'm about to suggest and mm-hmm. display to everyone. Uh, Max did tank one of the, the three years that he has been in the league, so his record currently stands at 23-25, and 25, um, 479 winning percentages towards the bottom. A lot has to do with that tanking year. But he has a lot of good things going for him. He's 20 and one as a favorite. Um, that's pretty remarkable. That's the best mark among all current league wow. members. On the flip side of that, uh, he's three and twenty-four as an underdog. So um <laughs> kind of kind of kind of the extremes in, in those situations. But in, in both of the seasons where Max didn't tank, he made the playoffs and he wound up getting into the championship game and falling just short. Um, some, some other things. Sorry, Max. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Austin, Max. Austin, Austin is one of the ones that did that to him. And then as far as head to head, uh, Max, Max's best opponent he's beat so far, he's four and two against Alex Kirscher in six matchups. That is the best mark among all the people that he has faced off against. He has struggled the most against Noah, surprisingly one in four. Um, <laughs> so wow. yeah, that, that, that's pretty interesting there. Um, so let's hear what he has to say about all this and, and everything <laughs> else he has to say. Max, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you. Thank you. First of all, yeah, I'd like to thank Jet and Austin for having me on. Um, I think the, the favorite stat that you just pulled out is just a testament to everything I'm about. Like, good teams win, great teams cover, we win as favorites. Like, that, <laughs> that's just, that's what we do. And, um, on, the no, fl- and on the flip side? What about the underdog stat? What is that? What is that a test? I, to? I think that correlates a lot to injuries and oh, year number. No, nah, I'm kidding. That happens, you know. Um, no, but yeah, year one was was pretty fun for me. Uh, I got struck with the injury bug early in the season. Took advantage of uh, a constitution that was poorly drafted, and I well, traded for an extra. Fr- I I did. I, listen, it's updated. It's fine. I'm. I, I'm just addressing what actually happened. Of course, of course. Uh, I, I traded away, like, Michael Thomas. He gave me, like, a, some ran. I couldn't even tell you who the player was. Cam he wasn't on my team. Cam Akers. It wasn't Cam Akers. Oh, yeah. great. Cam Akers from that? Yeah. Oh, wow. my God. Imagine if I would have kept him. I know. Oh, my know. God. That's crazy. <laughs> well, I, I ended up getting a first-round pick. I had a plethora of picks last year. 
Uh, and then I was 0-3 last year at the start of the season. I remember that. And I texted Austin saying that I needed to make a trade. Uh, and I was I hit the panic button, literally traded basically my entire team and rebuilt again. You know, uh, came up short. About that, you actually texted me after week one, I believe. Oh, okay. Right. I after mean, the I first mean, week. I doubt it. And I, I gave you, and, and you were, and I told you, I'm like, dude, it's been one week. You're like, no, 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 no. I need to make a move right now. It, I'm 0-1, hit the panic button. I'm like, okay. So I gave you Tyreek Hill, and then you gave me yeah, Swift. Was, you gave me Swift. And Cooper, we traded and, our entire team all year. I think Austin and I made three trades last year, yeah. which is pretty remarkable. And we also made one this year that we can get into a little later. Oh, we will. But, we will. Uh, <laughs> we will. <laughs> uh, but, no, I just think uh, – in this league of all leagues with the keeper rules and trading picks, it's, there's a lot more strategy involved. And I love that about it. Um, and I think it's made me take this league more serious than all of my others. Um, and yeah, uh, I love being in this league and hopefully this is the year that we get it done. Now that, that's good to hear as a commissioner. Cause you know, as a commissioner, you want all your <laughs> league members to be happy to be a part of the league. And, and I'm, ha- I'm happy to hear that. Cause um, just talking to other league members, I, I feel like maybe that's not the, the same situation. So uh, happy to hear, happy to hear that for sure. Yeah, of course, of course, Kamesh. <laughs> all right. So <laughs> like I said, we're going to be talking all things about our draft, which was completed yesterday. This, this episode is probably a day after. So we record, we recording on a, a Monday, did our draft on a Sunday and it was, it was another good one. Uh, this was the first year. In a while where we didn't do a full draft party, where we had a full draft board and and pizza, cake, and whatever else I've done in the past at, at these draft parties. Uh, so we, we went to online, kind of, the, the main thing was to cater to Austin, who decided not to show up at the, the draft location. And Noah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And, and Noah. That's yeah, not- but Noah, Noah doesn't show up. You... You're yeah. supposed to be there. And, and, and don't, even bring up, don't even bring up Josh, because Josh is engaged. We can't even talk about him. Yeah. No, wait, can, can, we, can, we, can, wait. We, can, can we congratulate Josh? Yes. Yeah, yes. seriously. Yes. Josh, Bravo. <laughs> Posing, that's that's amazing. Good yeah. for him. Um, Austin, you have, no you have no excuse. Hopefully, hopefully Jack can make some girl that happy someday. Hopefully. <laughs> Maybe not. Probably not. Wow. Um, but hold up. I understand Josh has an excuse. So does Noah, but – don't I get an excuse? It's, it was kind of my 21st birthday this past weekend. I was in New York. Like, that, that's not an excuse. No. How no. much How much of that weekend do you remember, though? Actually, all of it, surprisingly. Never <laughs> all of it. Unfo- unfortunately, I also remember the really bad parts. Okay. Um, but oh, it was a great weekend. I'm happy I did it. Um, very interesting, though, drafting from an airplane. I got I'm it. sure. And I, I really, I, as much as I would love to hear about your weekend, um, this is a fantasy football podcast, and I want to get into the draft <laughs> before we um, go off on more of a tangent here and, and make this episode a, a um, season career high in episode length. And we, we, don't want, we don't want to exceed that. So let's start off with our just our general thoughts about the draft. Max, you can start us off. Just um, what were your thoughts on how the draft draft went? Not only for you, but just from looking at other teams. Um, I think the draft went pretty much how we expected. Uh, in terms of just players going, like positions going in each round. Um, as far as like my preparation went, I was under the impression that, granted, my draft was I I had two first round picks. 
and wasn't really planning on picking again till the fifth. And I knew that the running backs were scarce there. Uh, and looking in that round, other than a keeper, uh, I have the only running back picked again until 6.7. So I think wow. we, we knew that was going to happen. There's a big scarcity on running backs this year. Um, and at least in this keeper league, I mean, they were all gone early. Early. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think as the draft went on, like you could see teams like Jet going younger and going on potential. And I, I went on, I took a mixture. I took two guys with potential and a rest of other guys. And I'm like, all right, well, these guys score points. Um, so I think it was much different compared to a lot of normal drafts because once we hit round, I don't know, seven or eight, everybody really got into what they needed and what they thought would be their best strategy, as opposed to picking ADP and best available. Awesome. What about you? What was your view on the draft from 4,000 feet in the air? (laughs) (laughs) I got to say, I actually thought the draft went really well. I think everyone, for the most part, um, picked, you know, as Max said, pretty much did what we thought they would do. Um, I think everyone did as well as they could for the most part. A couple um, guys I want to shout out. Actually, you two first. Um, you know, because of yeah. the trade Max and I made, Max, I want to shout you out. I loved your first-round picks, Aaron Jones, Travis Kelsey. Um, big, big year for both of them. Aaron Jones without Adams. Kelsey without Reek. Um, big year for them coming up. And then Jet, I want to shout you out for your round two selections, uh, stealing – my man Saquon Barkley, who I think is prime for a big season, right before me after I told you I wanted him, but of course you, you're shady commish. And then another pick, frankly, I'm I regret not taking him, but also I was not aware of the situation. You took Alvin Kamara with your uh, other with your other second round pick, and frankly, if I knew that his court date had been pushed, I had no idea I would have absolutely selected him. So great job on your part. Thank you. Yeah. Um... You know, I, I took Saquon, obviously. You know, it's it's one thing. Just I get out to of take spite. A guy. Out of spite, too. Uh, I, I, I do like him, and I'm sure we'll get to, you know, as far as where we have running backs ranked in, in a future episode. But, uh, Max, talk about some of the guys that you thought were, were great picks by some of your fellow league mates. Um, this is not me kissing the commissioner's butt here. Um, this oh, is sure. – I said it when we got in uh, to this – called together uh jet took and i would say he reached and took him early uh he took damian pierce running back with the texans uh this is not a homer pick because i go to florida i've been reading and watching videos of him basically being the like the guy in houston um we know their offense isn't the strongest with davis mills at the helm but a strong backfield could help and I think Damian Pierce is going to be a guy that will be picked in leagues for years to come. I think this is a potential keeper pick for him. I think this is a deal at the de- or a guy at the deadline who other guys will look to find who may may sell and look to keep this guy. Um, that's probably my favorite pick of the entire draft, if I'm being completely honest. Sure. And the other one that I also really liked is again by Jet. Uh, Brandon Ayuk in round seven. I think, I think Ayuk's primed for a really big year. I had my eyes on him, uh, but I ended up trading out of the eighth round where I thought I could get him. But I think 
that's a phenomenal pick for Jet. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. wait. I, have, I have a serious question. Yeah. yeah. Wait, Max, you, you go to Florida? Yeah, I do. You couldn't tell? No idea. <laughs> I, honestly, this is news to me. This is news to me. I couldn't, I couldn't tell. Quick thoughts. Um, no, I love I love to feel the love. Uh, this is not something I felt since my, uh, my <laughs> days in 2013 when I was coasted into a, a fantasy <laughs> title. Um, but I, I, I love to hear it. I if As far as Damien Pierce, I'll just talk about that pick a little more. Yes, it was definitely a reach. But at that point in the draft, I kind of wanted to get the guys that I came into the draft wanted to get. And, and I did go very young towards the middle to the end of the draft. But Damian Pierce is someone in a very ambiguous backfield that doesn't have a lot of proven commodities. A lot of guys have been able to stay healthy over the past several years. So with him being the young player that he is and with the uh, rave reviews he's been getting at a training camp, um, I, I really like him to emerge. And like you said, I could potentially keep him next year or trade him away. Um, maybe maybe I'll have to slot him in if, if Alvin Kamara ends up getting suspended. Like I, I wanted to, you know, make sure I was deep on running back, but I'll get into my team a little bit more. Um, Austin, give me a some of the picks that you liked in this draft. Three three picks I want to highlight very quickly. The first one, and Max and I discussed this last night. Uh, Lucas picked Amon Ross St. Brown the right before Max. I love that pick. Um, you know. He's, a, he's going to his second season. He balled at the end of last year. Uh, he was one of the top receivers in the league and in fantasy for the final six games. I think he was like number two uh, for the, over the last six games. And now, you know, Lucas adds him to Elijah Moore. Uh, and I think those two together uh, have the potential to be great in this league. Another pick, um, and this is a guy I wanted in round eight. Uh, I just couldn't get him. Drake London, uh, picked by Josh. I love him this year. Stepping into the wide receiver one role, <laughs> I think, and Jet and I, mean you discussed this. I think he'll be great in the long term. Yeah. I, I think it'll take him some time to get there, uh, but I think in the long term he will end up being one of the better receivers in this league. So I love the pick by Josh. And then finally, and I hate to, I hate to do this, but Jet, I'm gonna have to give you credit. Um, your round nine selection, picking Alan Lazard. He was a guy I've been looking at all off season. Devontae Adams is gone. He, he's becoming the new wide receiver one for Rodgers. They've already shown they have a rapport with each other. And I think there's so much potential for Lazard to shine without Adams there. It's going to be a lot of targets coming his way, and I'm very excited to see him this year. So great selection by you. Again, again, lo- love to hear the love there. Um, <laughs> stop. stop. Oh, and then God, that hurt. Like, that hurt to be honest, that's probably my least favorite pick of all the, the picks. Just, it's, not a, it's not a flashy pick. It's a very boring pick. You're right. That, You're right. You know, he gets the volume that we think he's going to get, but we really don't know. Um, so I'm going to return the favor, Austin, because I, I liked one of your picks. <laughs> As well in the, in, in the one. sixth just round. Just one of them. I know, just, just one. one of them. That's, I know. Why, that's why I only have one on this list, and that's why for a little foreshadowing when we talk about best and worst draft, kind of know where I'm headed there. But oh, my favorite pick for you, Michael Thomas in the sixth round. He was someone that I was really targeting there, and obviously we've seen what he's capable of doing. He just hasn't been able to stay healthy. Obviously, we, we saw Jameis Winston get hurt in practice today, mm-hmm. so if he's not going to be healthy. I think that pick may not be as good as it initially look but we know what he's capable of if he could continue to put up the reduction we've been accustomed to when healthy um that could be a very value value type pick and a pick that maybe resembles i don't want to say he's going to be cooper cup this year but sort of that pick that you make in the 
you know, early to middle rounds that kind of anchors your team. Like Cooper Cup was really the at the forefront yes. of why you were without, so good early without, on. Without Cup last year, without that pick, I definitely would not have been uh, as good as I was. Uh, so that was definitely my most valuable pick by far. I'm hoping Michael Thomas can be probably not the same. I mean, I hope he is, but Cooper Cup-esque. It would okay. be great, but we will see. A few more I just want to touch on. Um, Aiden, I hate giving him love, but he did no, have don't, don't even say it. Don't yeah, even please. say He's it. He's not even worth it. Don't yeah, even say it. He has two picks <laughs> that I did like, and, and one of them I, I really wasn't even thinking about that I, I really like. Jamison Williams on the 13th round. This is a guy that, you know, he's, he's going to be hurt to start the year coming off of that ACL injury. But first of all, in the 13th round, and I know he's still going to be able to keep Debo Samuel another year, but to have this option to potentially keep next year, um, I think is going to be a star. And obviously he needs a new quarterback to kind of elevate him to where people think he can go. But I think that was a great pick. And then also Robert Woods, another guy coming off of an injury, um, when, 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 when you look, when you look at the Tennessee water receiver room, yeah, you, you have Traylon Brooks who they just drafted. Uh, and then you have Robert Woods, no more AJ Brown. Ryan Tannehill is a good enough passer. He was able to, um, sustain AJ Brown's production. I don't see why he wouldn't be able to sustain Robert Woods's production. And my final one, this is not one that I think a lot of people know about, but I, I guess Noah does in the 16th round, Isaiah Pacheco of the Kansas city chiefs. Um, this guy has been balling in practice so far in training camp. And I know the, the running back room is is jammed with Ronald Jones, Claude Edward-Tillaire, Jarek McKinnon, other guys too. But I don't think any of those guys are good. And not, not, I'm not going to sit here and say that he's going to emerge out of this backfield, but none of them have shown anything. And I know there was concerns about CEH's health last year. Ronald Jones, he can't even hold on to the ball. I can go on and on about this backfield, yes. Um, it's definitely a, a risky pick, but at this point in the draft on a team that needs as much upside as he can in a Kansas City Chiefs offense, if this guy somehow becomes a starter, maybe Noah doesn't come in last. And if somehow, <laughs> Jet, you win the league, but like, are, are we just saying things that are just never going to happen? Like, That's is that what, what we're doing right now? Okay. I'm saying I, I drafted him in, in my dynasty league because I, I was seeing the same things that I guess Noah was seeing. Maybe I'm sure Noah just. Just and, where, and, hat, and where has honest, your vision – where has your vision gotten you? I'm sorry, just remind us again. No, I mean, it's, it's gotten me to seven straight playoff Ma- Max, where has so. his vision gotten him? Just reiterate that for me. I mean, this is ruthless, but he, he has not – I haven't even seen him make a championship game, to be right, honest. like, come on. I have, I have made two. I think it was before you were in the league, but – um, Max has made two in three years. What's your excuse? I made, I made two in two years, so – You've made two in nine, eight, what, eight like years, two, nine like years? In, that, yeah. in the two-year stretch of 2017, uh, 2018, I uh, made it in those uh, two years. But Max uh, has been in the league for three years total. I know. I, it's been it's been impressive, and that's why more forward maybe, maybe you should model your, I would say game, but your management skills after Max. <laughs> I'm he, not going to do my own. He clearly own knows what he's here, doing. But... Max clearly <laughs> knows what he's doing. Thanks, guys. I, I appreciate it. I know he does. I know he does. Um, okay, that's all I got as far as favorite picks. I knew, I knew, I knew that was gonna. I knew that was gonna stir the pot, but I'm not not afraid to put to my my head on the line. I was a big Javion Hawkins oh, fan. I was a big Javion Hawkins fan a year ago for the Falcons. He didn't work out, but um, I, Isaiah Pacheco is kind of like my my deep, 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 
deep running back sleeper this year. So <laughs> you, for, you, um, for, you, for, you forgot one deep. You forgot deep. No, sorry, don't know the deep. But anyway, again, Austin loves to go on these tangents. That's why the episode the episode ratings have been low as of late. Um, but next and up, no, no one about, wants to sit here and watch you. No, I that's sit here and look at you. I, I I'm an I'm an analytics guy, and I look I look into the numbers, and whenever you're talking, the ratings just tumble. So, um. Let's move on. I'm the reason why this show is so good to watch. Let's move on. You're let's so on. boring. Let's move I on. Make it fun. Let's move on. Um, right, let's talk about our favorite and least favorite drafts as far as, you know, people in this league. And we talked about some of our favorite picks. But let's first start off with who we thought had the worst draft. Uh, Max, who is the pick for you here? Uh, I am I know this is an easy, easy yeah. pick here. It, it just – listen – you're asking who had the worst draft. Noah had the worst draft. It's, I understand he was dealing with difficult circumstances. He, he went all in last year and did not have draft capital. But at the end of the day, Austin made a ton of trades last year, and his team was significantly better than this. Um, Kirsch, the same thing last year. I would say the same thing. He had the worst draft. He didn't have the picks. This is what you sign up for. Yep. Um, and, yeah, I, I just – I got to go with Noah. Austin? Again, Noah, I was, Noah's the obvious pick, and I think he knows it too. I mean, he, there's nothing you can do in this situation. We look at Kirsch last year. But another guy, and I don't think he had necessarily a bad draft. I just don't. Th- I just think he could have done so much better. Alex Dreyetta, again, he had a good draft, but I think it could have been a lot better. He obviously had a – listen, he started off strong. Derek Henry, who somehow dropped the four because Noah, for some reason, took Cook at two. I don't know why. <laughs> Pick AJ Brown at two at uh, two point seven. I love him this year, big upside. But then he loses me. Pick Mike Williams with his third round selection. I don't love him in the third round. He's just too inconsistent. I rather dread to take an art running back like Brees Hall, ETN, a young guy with a lot of upside. If you really wanted a wide receiver, I think he could. I should. I think he should have taken Deontay Johnson, who has proven to be consistent. Um, but that's just me. He picked Jerry Judy in the fifth round again. I mean, Jet, you you talked about this a while ago. You don't love Jerry Judy. He has not shown anything in the league. Amon Ross St. Brown is right there. Even Marquise Brown is right there. I think they're better options. He took Kareem Hunt um, at one point in the seventh round. Again, Hunt wants to leave the Browns. If he's not traded or released, he probably won't suit up. And, I mean, Ayuk, Renfro, Edmonds, London, Pollard, all right there. I think better options. And then finally – Last pick, uh, the sixth round. He picked Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Dude's been battling injury this offseason. He's splitting time with Rojo and McKinnon. Keep an eye on. He has not shown anything really so far. And, again, Amari Cooper, Devin Singletary, Edmonds, all right there. Like, I, I just think Jorietta could have done a lot better. That's fair. I mean, I, I'll I'll give you my counterpoints to that a little, little later on because I do disagree with some of the things you said about some of his players that he picked. Uh, but for me – the worst draft was our very own Austin Geller. And, yep. Yeah, and obviously, you know, Noah, you can, you know, easily pick Noah. But if the thing that Austin really loses me with is, yeah, he, he made the trade with Max um, where he moved out of the first round, got a second round pick. And it, it was a good trade on the surface. I just think that what Austin ended up doing with the trade wasn't really what he was looking to do with it to begin with. And it really didn't have a great outcome. In my opinion, when I'm when I'm looking at when I before you respond, but I I know exactly what you're gonna say too. 
Well, I think I think I know. When I'm looking at it, you pick first, like Nick Chubb, Ezekiel Elliott. That's um, why. Two guys that I just do not like, not only this year, but just just in general. Nick Chubb um, doesn't catch passes out of the backfield. This is a PPR league, in case you forgot. And and I think Kareem Hunt's going to end up still being there. And and even if he's not. I think Dearness Johnson is going to be the one that catches passes. I don't think they're automatically just going to go to Nick Chubb. Zeke at 2-3. Um, a reach. Obviously, you know, you said you would have went with Kamara if you knew more about the the news there. There were some wide receivers that you could have picked, and I know you already had Waddle, and, yeah, you already had Connor too. So I, I get the thought process. It's just when you look at who you could have had at 2-9, where you originally were, um, you could have had Swift. You could have had Saquon before I even had the chance to take him. I mean, 1-9. One, I mean, or 1-9, yeah, sorry, 1-9. Um, and then just looking at the rest of your draft, I'm not not a huge fan of Damian Harris. You're not, I've never been a fan of Dallas Goddard. There's some good picks. I'm not going to always talk about the negatives. I, I do like um, the Michael Thomas pick. As I mentioned, Deontay Johnson is, is a fine pick. Tom Brady's your quarterback, I think, is, is going to be fine as well. And we'll get into, like, the, the in-depth analysis of your team and where I have them in the rankings, but um, just just missed the mark here for me. You know what? And I'll respond to that quickly. I I actually I said it in my notes that I don't have the sexiest team out there. I'm with you. I deserve to be at the bottom of the power rankings. Um, but listen, that's what happens, you know, as we talked about before with Noah – you know, I, I went all in last – or mostly in last year. I traded a lot of my picks away, and it worked out. I won, but this is the price of trading those picks away. And as you said, it was not ideal. I was hoping when I traded my first-round pick to Max, I was hoping I'd get someone like Swift, Aaron Jones, even though Max said he was taking him, but someone of that nature. It didn't work out. Um, but I, you know, I'm a believer, and sometimes the unpopular pick is usually the one that works out. Uh, I mean, and my prime example of that is Drietta three years ago. He had, he took so many young guys, so many guys that I was just like, this is not a good pick. And he ended up winning the whole thing because of it. Um, sure. yeah, and fair. it happens. And in response to Damian Harris, I know you like Ramondre Stevenson this year, but Harris is on a contract year. And I know that New England is um, known for really using the running backs who are on contract years, such as LeGarrette Blunt True. in 2016. So I think there's potential there, but again, I, I understand why you feel the way. No, you do. I can't argue. I can't argue. That's a very valid point. Um, so let's let's go on the flip side of things. Max, who do you think had the best draft? Uh, the the best draft I'm going to give to Lucas Lima. Um, this is wow, just a guy who basically, for I want to say three, four rounds in a row, took every single guy I wanted, like, right, basically right before me. Uh, we reached a point mid-draft where he would start warning me ahead of time who he was going to pick, so I had more time to prepare. Um, what a nice Austin mentioned, Austin mentioned earlier, uh, Amonra going one pick before me. That's a pick that I think throughout the year I'm going to, like, hate him for. Um, I personally believe Amonra is going to end the year being a top 10 fantasy wide receiver. I think his usage can be crazy. Uh, we saw at the end of last year. I mean, it was basically get Amonra and Swift the ball. Yep. Like that, that was their offense. Um, and if, if they can get Hawkmore involved and they get Jamison Williams involved, I'm not saying Jared Goff's the greatest, but 
He can get it done. So he can get it done, and I think Amon Ra can be a massive, massive, massive focal point in their offense. So that's one where I give Lucas major props on. Uh, I'm just going through also. I know he, he wanted Ayuk. Like Austin just said, I'm a huge Ramondre Stevenson guy. Uh, I think, no offense, Austin, I just I think he's going to be their RB1, which they haven't had in a long time. Um, I don't think it's going to be a split backfield by week four or five. I think he's going to take this job over. Um, I just I just think Lucas – or, yeah, I think Lucas was – great this draft and I think he made the right decisions at the right places interesting yeah I, I wasn't expecting to hear that he definitely had a good draft no, and I think right. um he definitely made a lot of good picks that I, I definitely like uh, wasn't wasn't expecting to hear that though but Austin who do you have is the best draft so I really cannot decide between these two people uh so I'll get into them very quickly Aiden, I thought was one of them, and I think he, I think he's the team to beat. I mean, starting off with JJ and Debo as his keepers, he drafted McCaffrey, who I think is gonna have a good year. Obviously, if he stays healthy, he added Tyreek Hill and Keenan Allen. I mean, he has four top twelve receivers on his team right now. That's ridiculous. Took Waller, who's a top five tight end. I think Jacobs in the third round, at the end of the third round, very good RB two. Should get a lot of touchdowns this year on a loaded offense. Like Jet, like you said before, and I like and I agree. There's a lot of potential here. Robert Woods is a steal, maybe. So is DeAndre Hopkins in the ninth round because when he comes back, we all know what he can do. So I love Aiden's team. And then moving on to Josh quickly. Josh had an amazing draft. First off, taking Devontae Adams and DeAndre Swift in the first round, you know, right there is great. Um, two of the best players at their positions. I love the Brees Hall pick. At the end of the third round, he's an RB1 for the Jets. He's a three-down back, and it could be a very explosive offense this year. Love the George Kittle pick in the fourth round. Top five quarterback, uh, or quarterback, top five tight end for sure. I think Lance and him will develop a rapport this year. And then finally, the three young guns he drafted, which I am so excited for. Renfro, we all know how he did last year. Drake London, I love this year. And Garrett Wilson, again, another young gun. Um, I think there's a lot of potential with this team. Uh, he's going to be a force to be reckoned with. Okay. No, I, uh, I, Jet, Jet, yeah. if you don't mind, I just I just want to go back to this because I should have mentioned it earlier about Lugas's draft, and it was one of my favorite picks also. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think it would be good to bring up. Uh, Lucas in the sixth round took Chris Godwin, who has been progressing much faster than I think everybody expected. Um, and I think that could be – seen later in this year as a pick that goes down is something that could really help him and his team out. Absolutely. That's, that's I a agree. Good point. Yeah. I like um, that a lot. For for me, I, I love Josh's draft. I love Aiden's draft, but I'm going to go with Sean's draft here. And, and for me, it was very hard for him to mess up. And I think he did a, a very good job of <laughs> letting guys fall to him, letting guy letting making picks that yeah, let's let's be honest here. You probably didn't know half of the guys he was picking, but it was letting <laughs> letting letting the guys follow him, and he got a lot of good value picks, and he built a, a very strong team, in my opinion. And that started with getting someone like Austin Eckler to follow him at number five. I don't think he was expecting that, obviously, no. being that he was wearing a Dalvin Cook jersey um, <laughs> in, in in the draft room. But following that, uh, two great wide receivers that I like, Mike Evans and T. Higgins, 
The only questionable pick in this draft for me is Antonio Gibson. And that, that was a mistake in my opinion. And, and I think he realizes that, but obviously he can't go back in time. Um, but when looking at the rest of this draft, Kyle Pitts, DJ Moore, Brandon Cooks has a great group of wide receivers. The, the, only, the only question can Javon, is Javante Williams going to have that breakout year that a lot of people are thinking it's possible. And if he does, um, I mean, that solidifies his RB, RB duo. And then he has two amazing tight ends, which one of them, whether it's Kyle Pitts or Dalton Schultz, he can try and, and trade away to someone that needs a tight end. And then to top it off, he has Patrick Mahomes as quarterback. So it was very hard, I think, for anyone to mess up with the amount of capital that Sean had. And I, I think he did a great job. And adding on to that very quickly to give Sean credit, I got a pick that I loved. There was a late pick. Uh, what was it, in the 10th round? He picked Christian Kirk who I think has potential to be a very good wide receiver too in, in leagues this year. Uh, he'll be the best, he'll be the best option for the Jaguars. And him, if him and Trevor develop a rapport, I think that could benefit Sean a lot, whether it's using him for trade bait or actually uh, starting him on yeah. a weekly basis. But I, I love that pick, especially how late it is. I'll just so. think, I'll note on that pick. He did, um, I believe limp off the field in practice today. So I don't know if that's oh, something that's going to be, <laughs> Uh, long term, or I haven't heard any updates. But if if that were the case, and obviously that would, it wouldn't have a huge impact on his team. Obviously, just no, but who he is. But it, for from fantasy perspective, um, it, it is a it is a relevant piece of information to know. Um, so all right, so let's let's move on to my power rankings. This is something that I I always like doing, and oh, something God. that I've displayed oh. throughout our our league group chat <laughs> every week, and and this year. And I hope you guys don't release the the order in the chat because I'm not sending you out in the chat. I want everyone listening to this podcast, and I want everyone to hear what the rankings are. I'm not texting it out. Um, I don't have time for that. They got to listen to this. So, um, that's ironic. I love it. I lo- no, I like that. That's I like ironic. That. Don't you think? It. You don't have time to send out a 10 second text, but you have to put time chat. To- I'm with it. That's my commission right there. Let's go. Okay, so this is I mean this it's kind of hard to do power rankings obviously when when you're in the league that you're making power rankings for, but I did my best to put all biases aside, not only against people, but just as far as who I like and who I dislike as far as players on these teams. And I I think it's a pretty good accurate representation of of what I think the league looks like right now and what I'll do is I'll start at 10, go to 1 after I read the roster and talk about who I like and dislike. I'll turn it over to you guys, and obviously we talked about it for a bunch of the teams already, but kind of, you know, talk about that again, what you like and dislike, and potentially what they could do going forward, especially if there's a, a glaring weakness on this team. So number 10 for me, I think, for me, 9 and 10 are easy, and 1, 2, and 3 are easy. 4 through 8 were pretty difficult for me, but number 10 by far was the easiest, and that is Noah. Um, we alluded to it already. Coming into the draft, he didn't have a pick after round two. I mean, he had a pick in round six, but that was a keeper in J.K. Dobbins. He didn't pick again, I believe, until round 10. 10 and, yeah. and that was and that was Alexander yeah. Madison. So um the way the way all, all Noah's team is constructed right now, and it, and it's not pretty. So if you wanna, you know, hold your ears, by all means go and do that. Um, Russell Wilson at QB, Terry McLaurin and Chase Claypool as his starting receivers, Dalvin Cook and J.K. Dobbins at his starting running backs, Dawson Knox at tight end, his two flexes at the moment, Darrell Henderson Jr., Marquez Valdez, Scanling, his bench, Alexander Madison, Devontae Parker, DJ Chark, Brian Robinson, Kenneth Gainwell, my deep, deep, deep sleeper, Isaiah Pacheco, Pat Fryermuth, Matt Gay, 
and Los Angeles Rams defense. Um, obviously, there's a lot of weaknesses on this team. Um, <laughs> I, I really don't know where to start. I think he's going to start somewhere. Um, just start anywhere. I'm not even going to suggest somewhere to start. Just, just start I- anywhere. I, I think for Noah, um, I don't expect him to be that active as far as trying to dig out of this hole because it's a very big hole to dig yourself out of. I think he just has to hope that he gets lucky potentially on some waiver wire claims, maybe make a, tr- a couple trades once pick trading season comes around that could help out his future. Cause he does have some quality pieces to trade, but, um, and I know that the Dalvin cook pick, we all agree is a question mark and I'm sure someone's going to mention that among us, but um, Max, let me start with you. <laughs> what do you like, if anything, dislike, and uh, what do you think Noah should do going forward? Um, I mean, like you said, there, there's not many things that pop out to the eye here on his team. Um, I, I think Dalvin Cook at two is not the right pick. Uh, however, I will say I tried trading into the top five to take Dalvin Cook because I think he's going to have a great year. But there's be- that there's was also options. under the impression that was also under the impression that McCaffrey Eckler were like one and two, but yeah. <laughs> doesn't this, that always, doesn't always happen in our league? Right. Yeah. Um, no, I, so I still I still like the Dalvin pick. I think Dawson Knox is going to be great. I'm really high on the Buffalo offense, as uh, my team would obviously show. Um, I like the Claypool pick. Other than that, there's there's not obviously a ton, but like you said, maybe maybe he hits a couple home runs and waivers. Maybe throws his entire FAAB at someone and they turn into a star. Maybe he makes trades at the deadline to help him out. Um, but, yeah, I, I would agree. He's definitely 10 in the power ranking for me as well. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, you, you, you know, I don't want to keep repeating what you guys say. But, again, Noah came in with no draft capital, bad situation. But I still think, by the way, I still think he could have been better with his picks. Um, starting with Dalvin Cook, I think he should have gotten Derrick Henry or Eckler. Um, for sure, over Cook. Again, Cook's going to have a good year, but he has shown that he can't stay healthy for a full season, and no one needs all the help he can get, so I don't like that. Even with his second-round pick, he took Terry McLaurin. I'm sorry. If it were me, I, Keenan's right there. I'm taking Keenan, who's super reliable, or even T. Higgins, who's on that explosive offense, even though he's not the number one option. He's, I still take him over Terry McLaurin, so I don't like that. Even in round round 10, he got the Madison. I get it. He's Cook's backup, but dude. And Max alluded to this before, and I agreed with Max. Damian Pierce is right there. Robert Woods, Penny, Michael Carter, even, you know, excuse my pronunciation, but what, Tyrion Davis-Price, the rookie running back for the yeah. Niners, he could yeah. end up taking over. I mean, Christian Kirk was there. Boyd was there. Like, come on. You could do better than Madison. I just think Noah could have done a lot better. Agreed. Yeah. Um, I think that maybe that'll be the only one to agree on, on this list, but let's, let's get into <laughs> number nine and number nine is going to be Austin. And I, you know, I, I know Austin's had honestly probably worse teams in the past that he started off with and being that he's won back-to-back years. Um, if there's, you know, if there's anyone that's going to be able to dig himself out of it, it'll probably be him. But on the surface, um, this is what his team looks like. Tom Brady, a quarterback, Deontay Johnson, Michael Thomas, his two wide receivers, Nick Chubb and Ezekiel Elliott, his two running backs, Dallas Goddard at tight end, James Conner and Jalen Waddell at his two flexes. 
And then his bench, Damian Harris, Traylon Burks, Kenny Galladay, Jacoby Myers, George Pickens, Darrell Williams, Justin Fields, Deshaun Watson, and Daniel Carlson. Um, the thing for me where, where Austin, I believe, needs to improve the most, um, you know, I, this may not be the popular opinion, but I, I think it's the tight end spot. In my opinion, is the weakest spot. You can make an argument, maybe RB2 with Zeke, but you can interchange James Conner and Zeke. Nevertheless, I'm not a big fan of both of those guys either. Um, I've just never been a fan of, fan of Dallas Goddard, and I know that's saying something because I have Jalen Hurts, and I'm a fan of what the Eagles are going to do on offense this year. But Dallas Goddard, yeah, he has his big games, but he also is pretty much a, a boomer bust type player. As far as, far as what Austin can do um, going forward, I think, Especially if Deshaun Watson plays, um, I think this team just is going to be a totally different story, even with him already having Tom Brady. But there, there are improvements that need to be made, even with a lot of great picks that I've mentioned, Michael Thomas, Deontay Johnson. Jalen Waddle's a great group of wide receivers. I think there's there's a lot of potential in this team, but compared to the other teams in the league, I am going to slot you at nine. Austin, since this is your team, I'll let you respond. Again, I love to just, uh, just you know dispute you all day on this, but the fact is, I I really have no argument to make. Uh, again, I love my picks for the most part, besides really not getting Kamara, um, and maybe even Damien Harris. But again, I was not in a great situation. Obviously, better than Noah, but not great situation. I didn't have a three, four, or five. I had to make some moves, and I took some chances on some guys that are either coming off injury or are really young, but. You know what? If you're in a situation like me, you gotta take you gotta take the chance. Um, but I agree, my teams. I do I do not have the sexiest team in the world. Um, it does not look it does not look like the best team on paper. So I understand why you put me at nine. And you know what? That's how I like it. I I'll get myself out of the hole. I did it last year. I'll do it again. Max, what do you think? Uh, I would definitely agree that Austin needs to be in the bottom tier yeah. of the power rankings. I don't have him at nine. Um. I'm a big Nick Chubb guy, uh, especially if Kareem is out. I still think that his usage has to go up without Kareem. Um, I'm also big on Zeke this year, which I haven't been. Uh, I think they're really going to give him the ball more and look to give him the ball more. I agree. Um, and, yeah, I mean, like, like you said, and I'm, I'll keep it short, is he? there's a lot of potential in his team. There's a lot. There are totally a bunch of ways – for Austin to be successful this year, but he needs a lot of things to go his way in order for that to happen. Absolutely. Do I, do I think it's, do I think it's unreasonable that Austin could be a, a, a solid team? No, not at all. I think there's like, anyone could like yeah. see it happening, but th there's definitely, he needs a lot of things to go his way for that to happen. Absolutely. It's a perfect way to put it. It is, it is the third of the S. So Crazy things happen every year. So hey, no um, one's hey, no one's ever repeated until last year. So who knows? True. Anything can happen. True. Really. True. Anything um, can happen. All right. Next up, number eight for me. Um, this is this is where it get it got tricky for me, but I'm putting Alex Kirshner at number eight. Uh, I love I love a lot of the guys on the team, starting at the top with Lamar Jackson, um, Najee Harris, and David Montgomery at running back, a great group of running backs, his receivers, DK Metcalf, CeeDee Lamb, Devontae Smith, Amari Cooper. Tight end Mark Andrews, and then his flexes Devin Singletary, Rashad Penny, Tyrion Davis Price, Naheem Hines, Christian Watson, Irv Smith, and Odell, and then kicker defense Tyler Bass, Tampa Bay defense. The things that I the things that I love about this team, I love the Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews stack. I think that is going to be a, a big 
advantage to have. Um, you know, I, I love stacking up players, and I think Kirsch did a great job there. Running backs, like I mentioned, a solid group with some um, sleeper potential on the bench, as well as guys that had great ends to the year last year in Singletary and Penny. If they keep it up, I mean, they could become potential flex plays. But that's my issue with Kershaw's team right now, which kind of separates him, in my opinion, from the other teams in this league. It is his flex situation. Currently, it's Devontae Smith and Amari Cooper, and, and he could very well slot in any of those other guys. But if, if Deshaun Watson doesn't play for this year, even if he does, like I, I'm not a huge fan of Amari Cooper. Um, we know the Browns are already a run-first team as it is, and Amari Cooper in Dallas, like, he had some great years, but um, he's not the player that he once was. And then Devontae Smith, I think he's going to benefit from A.J. Brown opening up the field a little bit. But again, um, we don't know how much of how much passing volume the Eagles are still going to have. We know they're still going to be a run first team, and Jalen Hurts is going to get his runs, Miles Sanders and the rest of the backfield is as well. So but those are the big question marks for me. Max, what do you think? Uh, so I would have swapped Austin – and Kirsch okay. in terms of power ranking spot. Uh, I would agree. I, I'm not a huge fan of uh, some guys that you just – like, I'm not – I'm I'm out on DK this year. I do not yeah. like him at all. Uh, in every league I'm in this year, there's not a chance I draft him. Uh, Amari Cooper, if if Deshaun comes back, I think it's a huge question mark because yeah. we, we've seen Amari, like, be that top-level guy. Um but at the same time, we've, we've seen every wide receiver that touches uh, that city just be useless. Uh, I'm not a big Devontae Smith guy, especially with A.J. Brown being there now. Um, I think they have a lot of weapons in that offense, as you mentioned. I just don't know if his wide receivers are strong enough. Uh, that's definitely my weak point for him. Uh, I do love the, the Andrews Jackson stack. As you said, I told him that when he did it, I think it was a great pick. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I would say this is a fair spot on a power ranking list for him. Um, but I would personally put Austin's team above his. Uh-huh. Frankly, I – I honestly, I think me and Kirsch could be interchangeable. I think Kirsch's team is probably as good as mine. Um, I think he – I think his team's a little better. Uh, I think he has just more explosive players on his team compared to mine. But the fact is, Kirsch really – I'm not used to saying this about him, but I think he did not have a great draft. Um, to he never be honest, really does. I mean – You know, he he usually is on point. Drafts, um, no. But... See, I always love his teams after drafts. I always love his teams. But, again, I don't – the potential is there for Devonta Smith because A.J. Brown may take the load off of him, but I think maybe Dallas Goddard will end up being the recipient of the, you know, probably more open coverage now that Brown's there. But, again, Mari Cooper is a question mark. Smith, Devonta Smith's a question mark. We'll see about Devin Singletary this year because, um, you know, it's Josh Allen's team. Metcalf, you know, I don't love his bench. Penny, I think he's going to die out very quickly. Naheem Hines, I mean – We'll see what he does. It's Jonathan Taylor's team. I just said, I, I think he could have done a lot better for sure. Um, and I think, I didn't think his keepers were that strong to begin with, which is what hurts him now. So I would agree with Max on this and you, uh, where Kirsch is though. Okay. Our number seven for me is going to be Alex Dryetta. And yep. coming into the draft, his keepers were Fournette 
and Justin Herbert, and he assembled a, a, a decent team. His wide receivers, A.J. Brown, Mike Williams, running backs, Derrick Henry, Leonard Fournette, tight end, T.J. Hawkinson, flexes right now, Eli Mitchell and Jerry Judy. His bench consists of Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Gabriel Davis, Kareem Hunt, Chris Olave, James Robinson, Rondell Moore, Jahan Dodson, Dante Foreman, and Zay Jones. Um, for me, this is the kind of reason that he is not high, a little bit higher than anyone else. It, it points back to the flex position and honestly wide receiver as well. I'm, I'm not a fan of Eli Mitchell or Jerry Judy this year. As far as Eli Mitchell, we know the 49ers history of interchanging running backs. They haven't yep. had a guy that's led the team in, in rushing yards in consecutive years in quite some time. And also knows how I feel about Jerry Judy. I, I get, you know, Tim Patrick's injured. It'll help Jerry Judy out a little bit, but I think potentially KJ Hamler, who you know has had some injury issues, could could step into a much bigger role in, in place of Tim Patrick there. And as far as Mike Williams and AJ Brown, I love Mike Williams. I think he's going to have a better year than Keenan Allen. With Mike Williams last year, he was one of the top receivers in the league to start the year. And then he got hurt and it has nothing to do with him being inconsistent. He put that, that myth to bed last year. He was as consistent as ever last year when he was fully healthy and the, the charger just gave Mike Williams a ton of money. And obviously they have trust in him and Keenan Allen's only getting older. Mike Williams is going to continue to ascend now that he is in the prime of his career. So I love that pick from dry edit there. And then the running backs. Yeah. I mean, they have injury question marks like most running backs do. But when both of these guys are healthy, they, they're playing at an elite level. Um, and then tight end, TJ Hawkinson was a very nice value pick. Got him very late in the draft. And then as far as the bench, um, it's it's a decent bench. I love Kareem Hunt on the bench. I think even if he gets traded, um, it's most likely he gets traded to a team that needs a running back. And Kareem Hunt as the number one running back on a team um, – it would be a perfect fit. I, I like what Triada did. I think you could, could make the argument he should be a little higher as well. Max, what do you think? Uh, I'm I'm saying that uh, I would probably put Drayetta in the same spot that you have him in. Uh, I think it's spot on. Um, I just think there's a lot of question marks with his team. There's a lot of boomer bust potential in basically the entire team. Uh, you know Derrick Henry's consistent. State, you know what you'll get out of him. Uh, you obviously need Kareem Hunt to go your way in terms of getting traded to a team where he can be that featured back. But Clyde Edward, Clyde Edward Tolaire, what, what do you get out of him? Jerry, Jerry Judy, is he going to be the guy? I'm not high on Eli Mitchell either. Mike Williams has a ton of other people getting the ball on that offense. What's he going to do? I love Leonard Fournette. I love Herbert. I said when he kept those guys for the value he was getting them at, it was perfect. And I think that like they, they are basically the, the two best picks on the team. Like in terms of value, yes, Hawkinson, I agree, great. But other than that, like there's just a ton of question marks with his roster as well. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think it's a fair spot to slate him here as well. Austin? I mean, look, I'm not going to, you know, beat up, beat up a dead horse. You know, I think you've, all, I think you've all covered it at this point, but Drayetta – Again, I said it before, I didn't think he had a great draft. I think that he could have done a lot better. I, I'm with Matt. I don't like Mike Williams, at least at that value in the third round. Is that early in the third round? I think he could have made better selections. But Mike Williams is a very boomer bust player. He started off the season hot last year, and he cooled off. I understand he had battled some injury, but okay, he battled some injury. That's, that's part of his history now. 
So let's see. And as Max said, there's a lot of guys in that offense who are going to get the ball this year. And I don't like, you know, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, Judy, Hunt. I, I don't I don't love his team. And I, I'm with you on that. I think he's right. Jared is right where he needs to be. Okay. Um, this is going to stir the pot here because I'm sure one of our one of our um, people on this Zoom is going to not be happy with this. But number six for me is going to be Max. Um Looking at his team, obviously coming into a draft when you have Josh Allen and Steph- Stephon Diggs as your keepers, and then number two when you have them as a stack. I mean, that's already a great start. We know he traded, like we mentioned, he traded into the first round to be able to get Travis Kelsey. He also got Aaron Jones in the first round. Uh, the rest of his team, Marquise Brown, his other wide receiver, A.J. Dillon, his other running back. His two flexes, Juju Smith-Schuster, Adam Thielen, Bench, Kenneth Walker, Scott Moore, Dak Prescott, Julio Jones, Ronald Jones, Jarvis Landry, Mike Isicki, Justin Tucker, and Indianapolis defense. Um, obviously, I love the Allen dig stack, like I mentioned. Love Aaron Jones by himself. But the problem is, for me, I don't like having Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon as my two starting running backs because I feel like, um, you know, if you're able to get 15-plus points from both of your running backs every week, you know, that's a great thing, but I don't necessarily think that they are going to be able to do that. Even with no more Devontae Adams, um, I could even see A.J. Dillon, you know, infringing on some of that receiving work, which we're all expecting Aaron Jones to put up these monster receiving numbers, which he very well could. But if some of those other receivers, those young rookie wide receivers step up, maybe we don't see him get as many receptions as we initially thought. And then his flexes, Juju Smith-Houston and Adam Thielen, I'm not high on these guys at all. Adam Thielen, obviously getting up there in age, very touchdown reliant, has not been able to stay healthy. Went healthy. I mean, we know he's a top 15 wide receiver, but it's just been a, a big if over the past couple of years. And I think uh, Juju Smith-Schuster's route um, profile as far as you know the routes he r- runs, the routes he runs well, I don't think it fits what the Chiefs are looking for to fit Tyree Kill. I love the Scott Moore pick, um, no doubt about that. And I love um, taking a flyer on guys like Julio Jones as well. The, the bench, it, it's a perfect mix between young guys and veteran guys. As far as a team overall, um, you just missed the, the top five for me. But Max, let me hear why, why I'm wrong. Uh, I'm not even going to tell you you're wrong. Um, I, I just so you can understand what I was thinking. Yeah. Uh, my top four to me, we're having those two first round picks. I said, if I'm not going to have a second, a third or a fourth rounder, my first four players have to be the best four players, like compared to any other team. And I think other than Aiden, I accomplished that. I think Aiden and we'll, we'll speak about that. Um, I, I mean, Aiden's team is just unbelievable. But at the end of the day, when uh, on, I want to say Tuesday morning, I realized that I probably won't get a deal done with Dreetta. And Austin and I were talking like we could. Um, I put the pieces together throughout the week and said that I need to walk out of the draft with the top four of Allen and Diggs, that stack. And I need Aaron Jones and Travis Kelsey. And I'm going to run it from there. And I accomplished that. And I don't really care where on the power rankings I am. I understand that Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon is not like, what you want to have out of a backfield. Um, but I said, like, going into it, if that's what I have to do to get those four players, I'll live with it. Right. I'm huge on Kenneth Walker. Uh, I actually think Kenneth Walker will probably end the season as my RB2. Okay. Uh, I have, I, I'm not high on Rash- uh, Rashad Penny, and I don't think that 
Seahawks are either because yeah. every time it, he gets the starting role, someone else comes in and replaces him. Right. Um, so, yeah, and, and I agree with you. I hated picking Juju. Uh, I hate Juju. Everything about him, TikTok. What, I just – I needed I needed a guy who – listen, if you have Patrick Mahomes throwing you the ball, like, True. I'll take a chance on you. And I took Sky Moore because if Juju doesn't work out, hopefully that means right. Sky Moore does. Right. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not upset about my draft. I'm not thrilled about it. Um, but, I, like I said, I, I wanted those four guys on my team – and after the first round, when I got both of them, I said, we're going to deal with the punches after that. And I'm happy with what I got. Can't, can't argue with that at all. Austin, what are your thoughts? I think Max is right where he needs to be. Uh, I gave him credit when we started the show. I, you know, obviously he had a good first round. Aaron Jones, I think, is in for a big year. Kelsey, listen, you can't go wrong with Kelsey. I think Max should have gone after DeAndre Swift, though, um, as opposed to Kelsey. I think – because the tight end only takes up one roster spot, I think having Aaron jo- an Aaron Jones, DeAndre Swift uh, running back duo is a lot stronger than Aaron Jones, Dylan, and Kelsey. Because, again, there's only really one tight end spot. And another thing for Max that gets me was his Adam Thielen pick. I don't mind the Juju pick. I think if anyone can make Juju look good, it's Andy Reid. And Mahomes, but he loses me with the Adam Thielen pick. I think there are other guys he could have gotten, and I'm looking at them right now. I think I would have taken Brandon Ayuk over him. I would have taken Renfro over him, and I would have taken Drake London over him. But I didn't think I didn't think Drake London was going to get picked where he was. I thought I'd have one more round to get him, which is um, which is fair. But but, but again, yeah. like I I don't disagree with any of those. Like even Adam Thielen, I'm. I'm an Adam Thielen fan. Listen, I've won two championships in a row with Adam Thielen on my team in this league. Not in this league, in another league. So, I, listen, if I can get Adam Thielen, sure, why not? I understand that. But, yeah. again, I think listen, you had a good draft. I think you, there's things you could have done better. Um, really, the only things that get me were picking Kelsey over a guy like Swift and then getting Adam Thielen. I think there are other options. But, again, you're good. I, I, you're going to make the playoffs. And knowing you, you're gonna, you, you're gonna make a couple big moves because you always do. And I, I expect to see you. I expect <laughs> to see you. I expect to see you in postseason. But for right now, I think putting you at what five, six, I think, six, six. I, I think, ten, yeah. As I long as I, I score more points than everybody, six would get me into. The it playoffs. was. I, it I, was. Think, I think that's what. Yeah, I, I agree. I I mean, that's a. It's a playoff team. I'm, I'm the no, surface right it's now. It's a playoff team right now. But yeah. again, the, Matt and as I know Max, this is the team he has right now. It will look. Completely different by the end of the year. He will trade his entire team away by week two. Um, he'll he'll lose in week one. Hit, hit That's the if I button. lose week one, like I always. Do. No, he'll lose week one. Hit the panic button and reach out to me and be like, "Okay, right, let's go, let's go, let's go." But yeah. sounds, sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. that's 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 Max's forte. Yeah. But again, I I'm Max is where he needs to be. And I mean, also like that's the thing with you know most of our teams. Most of our teams aren't going to stay the same. I mean, I nah. think maybe maybe a few people won't won't. Sean, Sean, like Sean's, Sean's will. One. Sean's will say the um, same. Noah's will say the same. But I I think we all know that the key to winning in this league, you got to make trades and you got to make the right trades because you can only go so far. Um, Something Jet, you have not mastered right. that that's, well. That's why I'm being honest. That's why I haven't won. I haven't made the right trades. I made nah. trades, but not the right ones. But correct. Wait, Jet, you have yourself above me. That's a little crazy. But, I, I okay. So. Um. So yeah, speaking of myself, I do have myself at number five. Um. 
you know, I, I like how my draft went. I, I think uh, I got all the guys that I wanted to get. I think maybe my my strategy as far as my bench goes wasn't necessarily the plan, but I, I like how my team turned out. Jalen Hurts is my quarterback. Jamar Chase, Michael Pittman as my two receivers. Saquon Barkley, Alvin Kamara as my two running backs. Cole Komet as my tight end. Brandon Ayuk and Travis Etienne as my two flexes. And then on my bench, Kadarius Tony, Tony Pollard, Alan Lazard, Tyler Algier, Damian Pierce, Tyler Lockett, Rashad White, Joshua Palmer, and KJ Osborne. And, and you know, my team could end up being in the top half of these power rankings by like week five or could end up being in the bottom. And that's the risk I took with taking two guys like Saquon Barkley and Alvin Kamara. I know that the history of Saquon has not been great, especially as of late. But when I look at him, the injuries that he suffered this past few years, none of these injuries were soft tissue injuries. This was a, a rolled ankle and an ACL injury. And this guy's only 25 years old and is on an offense that I think is going to get better, even despite having a bad quarterback. The offensive scheme is going to get better. The offensive line got significantly better. So I, I had no problem taking Saquon Barkley where I did. Alvin Kamara, obviously, with the legal proceedings pushed back a couple months. He's in line to at least play the first couple months of the season. Maybe he'll get suspended toward the second half, and that'll hurt me. But I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not really thinking about that right now. Um, where I would have gone differently if I had to make one different pick based on how my wide receiver room shaped out, I, maybe I would have taken Cortland Sutton in the third round over Travis Etienne. But my thought process behind taking Etienne there, I really like him a lot. And if Alvin Kamara or Saquon Barkley happen to miss time, I feel comfortable enough putting a guy that is going to get a ton of catches out of the backfield. I don't think we'll see the, the real James Robinson this year. It's very hard to come back from an Achilles injury, even if he's playing week one. Um, I still don't think he'll, he'll be, be good enough. And then tight end, I got I got sniped multiple times on tight end. Cole Komet, how I love him, while I love him, um, I, I think you know he could easily finish as a top ten tight end, especially with the lack of he got zero touchdowns last year, and that was tight end I believe twenty, and just a few touchdowns. He's already skyrocketing up the boards of tight ends, and even in a bad Bears offense, I think Cole Komet can be good. I wanted Zach Ertz, but apparently teams started taking two tight ends in this league for, for some reason. I wanted uh, TJ Hawkinson. I wanted um, other guys as well, but two tight ends apparently was the theme. Happy with my team. I don't think there's, you know, a glaring place where I could have been better in the draft other than what I said, but uh, I'm curious to hear um, what you guys think. Max, start us off. Um, well, I mean, like I just said, I would, I would say that my team is better than yours. Um, Bias aside, I just, I just think like, like I said, my top four is significantly better in my opinion than your top four. And for that reason, I'd rank myself above you. Um, but that being said, I still would say our teams are pretty close in terms of overall talent. Like, yeah. like you said, you don't have many glaring holes, uh, in your team other than tight end, really. Right. Like Cole Komet clearly is not what you came in to the draft wanting, right. I would be shocked if that was your, your, Oh yeah, I'm going to come out with Cole Komet. Um, He's a backup but, plan. That's what he is. Yeah. But like you said, like Saquon could have a huge year. Kamara is going to end up being hit or miss for you. Um, personally, I, I don't know if ETN is going to be that guy. Um, and this isn't because like, I don't think he's not talented. I just have no faith in the Jacksonville Jaguars organization. 
Um, Jamar, having Jamar Chase will be great. I think he's a top five wide receiver in the league. No questions asked. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, like I said, there's, there's not a lot of glaring holes. I think your team's solid. I'm going to annoy you for Damian Pierce throughout the entire season. I can promise you that, but yeah, I, I think you had a solid draft and sure. This is where you want to rank yourself, Jet. I hope you feel good about yourself. <laughs> yeah, I could have put myself higher. I could have, but I, this is where I, I don't think, think I, I don't think you could have. <laughs> this is definitely your ceiling. I'll just say that. Austin? I agree. Um, I think you I think you and Max are pretty much equal for the most part. I don't think there's really any that big of a discrepancy between you two. However, Jet had between comparing you two for a second, I think Jet has more opportunity with his team because he has more guys with potential. However, yeah. as Max said, I think Max has more firepower than you do, Jet, yeah. which is why I would maybe put Max's team above yours only because he does have more firepower and more marquee names. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I can understand why you would put yourself ahead of him, but I think you two are interchangeable right now. Um, but I didn't think you had a bad draft. I didn't think you had, you know, the best draft out of anyone. But again, I, there's a lot of guys that I love that you got Pollard, Lazard, Damian Pierce, all guys who I think have chances to ball out this year. Um, but again, chances to ball out. Max has sure. guys who we know are going to ball. You have a lot of guys who can potentially sure. ball. So, yeah, I, I'm not arguing with where you rank yourself. I think you and Max are interchangeable right now. Fair enough. I, I appreciate the, the feedback there. Um, number four for me is going to be Lucas. I think, you know, looking at his team, a lot of the guys that I was going after and just he put together a great team and that was coming into a draft where he had the luxury of keeping Jonathan Taylor for a second round pick to pair that up with Elijah Moore for a ninth round pick um, off to a very good start. And then his receivers, Corlin Sutton, Darnell Mooney, running backs, Joe Mixon, Jonathan Taylor, tight end, Alberto, flexes, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Elijah Moore. Quarterback Trey Lance and then his bench is is very solid in my opinion. Chris Godwin, Chase Edmonds, Ramondre Stevenson, Jalen Tolbert, Russell Gage, Romeo Dobbs, Wandell Robinson, Kendrick Warren, and then New England Patriots defense. Um, I talked about his bench. Like he has a lot of guys that if for some reason a Cortland Sutton or Darnell Mooney doesn't pan out and Chris Godwin is back to where he was, like Max alluded, alluded to this earlier, um, if he's back to where he was, um, Chris Godwin puts up wide receiver, num- wide receiver one numbers when healthy, and, and that would be a steal pick there. Chase Edmonds is someone I really like. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson, another one as well. Um, his flexes are great. Can't can't argue with either of those guys. I, I may not be as high on him on Ross St. Brown, but um, – I think he's going to be just fine even with, with Jared Goff. Tight end is really the only weakness, but can, I think – Can you just uh, pronounce his name for yeah, us quickly? Yeah, Okuwe you know? <laughs> Great. Um, say, that, say, say that three times fast. I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to tell you that the only concern is obviously tight end and then having two Broncos offensive players could – no, I don't think it would be too much of a negative impact, but it's something to keep an eye on. Tight end's obviously the big need for him. I think it would be easy enough to get a tight end, especially from the teams that have two tight ends. But overall, um, a great draft and a great team for Lucas to start off. Max, what do you think? Um, well, I'm, I'm not going to say where exactly I have him on my 
power my personal power rankings i'd say around this range is fair uh you alluded to the four to eight range basically being a mess um yeah i i like lucas's team i I said earlier i thought he had a really good draft um i love amonra i love chris godwin i love ramondre i love trey lance uh you alluded to his bench being very strong uh, it's obvious his tight end is not his strongest position, but if there's a weakness to have, tight end's not the worst one. Also, so, we, we, and, Russell, and, we don't know with him. We don't know without, but we have no correct. He's a rookie. We have no do. We have no no do. No clue. correct. But when you when you start Joe Mixon and Jonathan Taylor, uh, that's it's a good start. <laughs> Great start. Um, here's the thing. Okay, so again, Jet, I would I can't believe I'm agreeing with you so much today. Uh, Lucas is <laughs> Luke. I I put Lucas just above you two just above um and honestly i think you three would be in the same range for sure lucas with jonathan taylor and joe mixon probably the right i say the best running back duo right yes yeah yeah i would agree with that definitely right probably the best one obviously you know his receiver he has so many good receivers no big name yeah Yep. But he has so many guys. Production. He's got yes. a ton of production. Yes, that's what he has. And I think it's kind of similar. It's almost like a step up from Jet's team. Jet has guys that really could be producers. We won't know until this year. Lucas has guys that already are producers, but that aren't the big names like Max has. So mm-hmm. I love Lucas's team. He had a great draft. So much depth. So much So much trade value. Um, and if one of his receivers, just one, whether it's Sutton, Mooney, St. Brown, or Godwin, or even Elijah Moore, who I think is going to have a big year. I love him. I, one of them has a wide receiver one year. I, Lucas is going to be a team to be reckoned with. So I, right. I'm well, very happy with Lucas. You, you called Jed out for talking about things that won't happen. Elijah Moore has absolutely no chance at being a wide receiver one. Absolutely none. I'm sorry. It's just – it's not going to happen. Well – it may not, but I think he is in, 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 in that division too, dude. He has no chance. He may. He may. He's I will, I will, Ra, If you told me Amonra, Godwin, Sutton, I, I will believe. I'm believers in the three of them. Elijah Moore, no. I never said Elijah. I never said I believe a lot in Elijah Moore more than the three of them. But I think Elijah Moore yeah. certainly has a chance to be a great receiver. I mean, he's a big physical receiver and. He's Wilson's best option. I mean, I'm not disagreeing with that, that he's Wilson's best option. This is me, more so me saying that I don't think Wilson should be uh, their guy. We, we, we can get into that um, another time. <laughs> that, but for right now, Joe, I, I like Lucas at four. And I think if one of his receivers pans out to be a top receiver, I think he'll, he'll make a run. Okay. Run. I'm writing that down um, just so we have it on record that Austin thinks Elijah <laughs> Moore is going to be a top 10 or wide receiver. Wait, what? Um, wait, wait. No, 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 no. No. Stop. No. Did not no, say that. I know you're high on him. I know. It's fine. I am, it's fine. but top 10, that's – by the way, it could happen. I mean, Max and Amon Ross St. Brown will be a top 10 receiver. I mean, why can't Elijah Moore? And he has Jared Goff throwing him the ball. Like, why can't Elijah Moore? Exactly. <laughs> I'm just saying, I never said it would happen, but uh, okay, fine. Well, we'll say yeah, for... who's three. Who's three? Jack? Yeah, yeah, no, this is, I know. I tell you, the tangents are always started by Austin. I'm telling you, 
Um, number three, because you, you both speak nonsense. I no, have no. to. No, number three for me is going to be Josh, and you can make the case he should be one, should be two, but I think it's safe to say that he is the third best team coming into the draft keepers. Cooper Cup, Cam Akers, great, great set of keepers to have. Um, his wide receivers, top two, Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup. I mean, the, the best, you know, arguably the best two receivers, not only in fantasy, but in, in, in the NFL in general. Kyler Murray, quarterback. Swift and Akers are his running backs. Kittle, tight end. Rashad Beeman at flex. Miles Sanders at the other flex. Bruce Hall, Hunter Renfro, Drake London, Cordero Patterson, Garrett Wilson, Isaiah Spiller, David Bell, Khalil Herbert, and Buffalo defense round out his team. Um very strong at quarterback, very strong at tight end, very strong at receiver, very strong at running back. The big thing for me, and and he could end up, you know, easily slotting Bruce Hall into Miles Sanders' spot, but I am not a fan at all of the Miles Sanders pick, and I know the Eagles offense is, you know, going to take a step forward, and I believe it will, but I don't think Miles Sanders is going to see enough work to make him fantasy relevant, even with the lack of touchdowns that he did. Um, see last year, I think Kenneth Gainwell is going to be plenty involved, and we know Jalen Hurts is going to run the ball. Um, on the bench, there are some question marks. I'm not a fan of Hunter Renfro this year, not a fan of Drake London this year, not a fan of Cordero Patterson this year. Um, those two Falcons guys, obviously, I mean, you know, Max knows better than everyone. It's not going to be a, a fun offense to watch at all for this year, <laughs> anyway. Um, you know, maybe down the road once they get a quarterback, maybe maybe Desmond Raiders that guy, but that that's to be determined. Um, but I think there's there's a question. I think the difference between Josh's team and the top two is the bench for me, a solid starting lineup that can easily eventually slot in Brees Hall, which I believe he will do. But uh, for me, Josh is number three. Max, what do you think? I think it's going to be a first uh, for sure. I, I There is nothing I disagree with that you just said. Yeah, you, you hit his wide receivers. You talked about how Brees needs to be that guy, and I don't believe in Sanders either. Um, as a Falcon fan, I can tell you that I don't know if we're going to win three games this year, and our offense and our defense are just atrocious. Um, Cordero Patterson, I just think – I mean, this is not me, like, talking negatively on anyone's draft. I just think Cordero is an awful pick. Um, he's up there in age – getting up there in age, and uh, Jet actually snagged the guy who I've been reading will emerge as our – starting running back for potentially years to come. Um, so I think he could regret that and that those being basically his, his like big bench guys could hurt him. Um, but yeah, I, I, Jed, I think you hit it right on the head. Austin is, um, is, is Drake London going to be a top 10 wide receiver? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, again, I don't disagree with where you put Josh, but here's a bull. Here's a bull take. I think Josh finishes above Sean this year. Uh-huh. Um, I, would, I would agree with that. I, I don't think, think that's bold at all. I think that's a very – I would rank his team above well, Sean. By the way, so do I right now. And ja, I know you have Sean You have Sean too, I'm assuming. So, But I'm yeah. going to say I think Josh. Josh's team is above Sean's. Uh, listen, Sean had a good draft. He took everyone he was like supposed to take. But we'll see what happens with DJ Moore for Sean. Um, We're talking about Josh right now. He's talking about Josh. Yeah, I know, is, I, I'm saying – This is what you talked about. He always goes on these tangents. He's talking I'm, about the wrong team. If you let me get to my points, you'll understand. I think I, – I noted before, Josh had a great draft. I oh, yeah. love I love DeAndre Swift and Adams. Those two are going to be ridiculous. Brees Hall, 
has the opportunity to be a three down back for that team and take and be an explosive asset. George Kittle, excellent pick. Murray and Jet, I know you can attest to this. Rashad Bateman, I know it's a guy you yeah. love coming into this year. Yeah. I agree with you, Miles Sanders. I don't love him. I used to, but he's just come on. It's ridiculous now. But Renfro can sneak, can have a sneaky year. London, again, I think by the end of the year, he'll end up being a very good receiver by the end of the year. Once they make that switch from Mariota um, to uh, whatever Ritter? his name is. Ritter. 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 Yes. <laughs> um, Garrett Wilson, again, I think Garrett Wilson has a chance to be good because if Elijah Moore is going to take the top corner, I think top Garrett 10, Wilson. Yeah, because he's a ten, top 10 wide receiver. If he's taking a top <laughs> corner on him, Garrett Wilson may be the beneficiary of that. And let's not forget Cam Akers. We know what he can do. David Bell, rookie for the Browns. We never, we never know. Again, most receivers don't pan out in Cleveland, but you never know. Well, I think overall, I put Josh's team above Sean's. Um, I think he has a lot more upside. And I love, obviously, Kyler Murray. You can't go wrong with that. Okay, fair enough. Um, number two for me is going to be Sean. And I think the difference uh, for Sean's team and Josh's team is I like Sean's bench a little bit more. Uh, but talking about his starting lineup, Patrick Mahomes, a quarterback, Mike Evans, T. Higgins, wide receiver, Austin Eckler, Javante Williams, his running bats, Kyle Pitts, his tight ends, DJ Moore, Brandon Cooks are his flexes. I mean, there's no glaring hole on this team as far as the starting lineup goes. I like all of these players. You can make a an argument for each of these players to finish at the tops of their positions. And then he has solid bench pieces. I love Allen Robinson. Um, love James Cook as a sleeper pick. Christian Kirk. Tyler Boyd, Nico Collins, those aren't flashy picks, but those are solid picks. They may not have the upside. And then sitting all the way at the end of the bench, you got Dalton Schultz, who he could end up, you know, playing as a flex. He could trade him away to someone who needs a tight end like myself. Sean, if you're listening, very interested. Um, love Sean's team. I don't think he realizes how good his team is. Maybe, I mean, obviously you guys disagree about where I have his team ranked, but uh, I think he put a good team together. And I think we all know, though, by the end of the season, he'll probably be towards the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Max, what do you think? Uh, so when you have 10 picks in the top 45, it's really hard to mess up. Mm-hmm. Um, other than Antonio Gibson, there is no like wrong pick. Uh, his team is insanely deep, um, which you'd expect. Um, I like, I, like you just said, I don't think he's going to use this team the best way he can. No. Whether that means trading pieces, starting the right guys. A, a guy like James Cook could totally end up running the backfield in Buffalo. And that's a guy who I feel if he's on Jets team will be utilized and maximized, whether it's through a trade, whatever that you need to do with him. So – that's aside the point. Power rankings based on the draft is just on paper what we think. Um, I don't have him as a top three team in the league despite this. Uh, I just think a lot of the guys are – they're solid production. There's not a ton of – other than Austin Eckler and Mike Evans, you're not going to get a lot from Gibson. I don't think the Atlanta offense is very good at all. Uh, I love Kyle Pitts. I think Unicorn. I think he's one of the best tight ends in the league just on pure talent, but it's the same thing with Elijah Moore. You can be a monster, but you need a quarterback to get you the ball. And I don't think that Marcus Mariota is that guy. 
Um, same thing in Carolina with DJ Moore. Same thing in Houston with Davis Mills. So that's just my take. But like I said, when you have 10 picks in the top 45, it's hard to draft a bad team. Right. Right. He and adding on to that, Max, you guys have said he did. Sean made all the right picks. Like I probably wouldn't have got like approached it any differently, maybe besides the Gibson thing. But he made all the right selections. But I agree. Carolina's QB situation is just not good for DJ Moore. Davis Mills, was, was it a one-year fluke thing? Also, Cooks is getting up there in age. We'll see what he does this year. I don't love the Gibson thing. Um, and adding – and, frankly, knowing Sean, I, Jet, I was reading on some of the league stats last week, and I definitely, I definitely could have read this wrong. I don't think so. Sean has led the league – is either at the top of the league or, like, second in the league in points left on the bench per year. And Sean has proven that he is not a great in-season manager, in-game manager. He he really does not make the right starts. And he doesn't trade. He's the bottom of the league in trades per year. He's not active at at all. Like, he doesn't do much. And, frankly, when you just – you don't win just riding with your team that you drafted. It's impossible. Yeah. Like, you just don't do it. You have to make moves. You have to. And, by the way, you, you get out of it what you put into it. Like, Jet, you make the playoffs every year. You come close, um, and I'm, I'm not dissing you at all. You, but you are competitive every year because you put in the work. Max has made two chips out of three years because he puts in the effort. Like Sean, that's literally what it comes down to with Sean. If he has the most assets to trade by far, and if he wanted to right now, like for this year, he could easily get himself a ridiculously stacked team if oh, yeah. he just put in the time because he has so many oh, assets. Yeah. But. Again, it's all about what you've been to it. And Sean has not proven that he puts in the effort like us three do. Like we absolutely you know. But, That's why Max is on and not Sean. <laughs> well, That's Shane. That extenu- is Shane. Extenuating, <laughs> extenuating circumstances. Um, but. but you know, you talk about Sean's lack of trades. He's only made twenty trades in in seven, seven years. In seven years, and the top person as far as who's made the most trades, Alex Kirshner's made sixty-two trades in seven years. So it just shows you right there, like not holy cow. There was a <laughs> there there was a time, Max, before you joined this league. I think I was making tr- two trades a week. Like I was trade. I the was way, trading biweekly. Last year was a league like a league low in trades as far for as me, right? First, no, just in general, oh. like on, from across the league, it was the least amount of trades. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Are you seeing this? Makai Becton yeah. serious knee injury. I'm sorry. That. This is a breaking news breaking moment. News. That's... Oh, we got to break news. I mean, that, that affects <laughs> Brees Hall for sure. Brees Hall is huge. The Jets in general. Affect, that does affect Brees Hall. So, Josh, you're now number nine in my rankings. No, I'm kidding. I'm yes. Kidding. <laughs> Bump me, move wow. me up the list. Move me All up right. the list. Let, let's, let's move on to yeah. Aiden, but that is big for Brees yeah. Hall. Yeah, I know. Yeah. We, we got we to move this along, Austin. I know, no more tangents from you. It's, it's getting pretty late. Uh, been, been a long episode, but number one um, is going to be Aiden. I think this, this is pretty clear. Uh, the team he assembled in coming into the draft, Justin Jefferson, Debo Samuel as his keepers, t- having the number one pick, being able to take Christian McCaffrey, got Joe Burrow, got Darren Waller, Keenan Allen, Tyree Kill as his flexes, and then he got Hopkins, Woods, Michael Carter, Zacherts, Moster, Hubbard, Tua, Jamison Williams on the bench. Um, I think if you're going to make an argument of where Aiden has a hole, it's Josh Jacobs, but it's a 
very, very hard argument to make because we know Chase Josh Jacobs is, is good enough to put up RB2 type numbers and the wide receivers that he has, even if Josh Jacobs struggles, I mean, those wide receivers are going to be able to make up for it plenty. Aiden's the favorite for a good reason. And Max, I'm sure you can agree with that. Yeah, I don't think it's a secret. Uh, I think Aiden's the team to beat. Uh, his team is just absolutely stacked. Uh, I personally believe that mid-season, Aiden's going to end up trading one of his stud wide receivers absolutely. for RB2 to pair with McCaffrey. Um, that's something that I'm conscious of and I'm going to try to do before him. And I'll, I'll let that let him hear that. Um, Aiden, I'm letting you know now my, my life this year, my job this year will be to make your fantasy life a living hell. Um, so my FAA beat, like I, I view him as the team to beat. He's got a yeah, target on his is. back and I think it's right. Like he deserves it. He Dude, deserves it. You have Debo, Debo, Justin Jefferson, Christian McCaffrey, Tyreek Hill, Keenan Allen, Darren Walker, Darren Waller. Dude. Good luck. And, and and when D-Hop comes back oh, or when Robert Woods comes back, I, I mean, his team is stacked. And let's yeah. not forget, let's not forget who's he, who he has a quarterback. Like, let's not forget yeah. that. He got, he got you yeah. know, his, he got Joe team, Burrow. His team is stacked. And I'm, all, I'm also a huge on Tyreek Hill this year. Yeah. I think he's going to be used, like, like, maybe not the same way as Debo, but more creatively in the yes. way Debo has been used. Um, So, I, I don't know. I think Aiden's the clear team to beat. Um, but we saw this last year. Lucas was the team to beat. Right. McCaffrey goes down and it changes the whole season. That's the thing. So we'll yeah. see how this year plays out. That's the thing. So the, the last thing I wanted to do before we got out of here, um, we're not going to pick, you know, who's going to finish in last. Because I think we all agree that if we had to pick someone to come in last, it's most likely going to be Noah. But I don't want to spend too much time on that. I want to spend a little bit of time on who we think is going to win the league. And I'll start off. Um, Max alluded to it, the team on the top of the Power Ranks in the beginning of the year. History shows that that team has not fared well. And with Aiden's management in the past, he's showed me nothing to believe that he's going to be able to make a deep run and potentially win a championship. Even with the team he has now, so many things can not only happen between now and the start of the season, but from the start of the season until playoff time. So for me, Aiden, Aiden, Aiden and Sean, the top two teams in my Power Ranks, they're not even an option to win the championship, even with how good their teams are constructed. I'm focusing on how the teams are constructed now, how, how I think the managers in this league are going to end up constructing their team as the season goes along. Um, and, you know, I can only argue a few guys for that for that reason. And, and I want to base my decision off of history. And, and you know, this may be just because he's on the show, but I am going to pick Max to win the league because he's been wow. – and, and I would, I would pick myself, obviously. If I, if I, if I was going to pick myself, I would have. But Max um, has come so close and obviously knows what he's doing. He knows how to make the right trades, the right waiver moves. I mean, as a clear history of that, I went over that to start the show. And, and he has a good starting point. And if he's able to strike a deal with someone like Aiden, strike a deal with someone like Sean <laughs> and kind of – take advantage no but you know you know what i mean like you make a deal that yeah. obviously helps him enough to solve any of the weaknesses that i talked about um i think you'll be in a great position we know how close you've come um it's just you know getting over the top and and i think with how with, with the, who the top teams are i wouldn't say the top three teams have a great track record of performing well in this league so well, i think granted, I, josh has been here for a year yeah um, just, yeah i'm but, talking more Aiden than sean but i agree granted i think yeah, Max, Max will be my pick, and uh, we'll see what, what comes through. 
Max, what about you? Who do you think is going to win the league? I'm going to start by saying I would have a loser's mentality if I didn't actually think <laughs> I was going to win this league. Yeah. But because we're not naming ourselves, uh, I think you made a great point that you're basing your answer based off of the owner of the team. Uh, I think that's the biggest thing at the end of the day. Um, and with that being said, I'm going to say Lucas gets his championship this year. Um, I think Joe Mixon and Jonathan Taylor lead the way. It's obvious uh, that running back combo is the best in the league. Um, getting Jonathan Taylor with another top 10 running back alone is spectacular. Um, I'm high on his team. I love Ramondre. I love Chris Godwin. I love St. Brown. I've said this the entire podcast. Um, and I, I think it's clear that Lucas, he knows when to make the moves. He's conscious about FAAB. Um, he, he does make a ton of moves also. Um, but I, I think that this, this, if it's not myself, I would say this is Lucas's year. Okay. Austin, what about you? We know you want to pick yourself, but. Well, listen, I'm going for a three P. Um, so of course, I, like Max said, I got to keep the winner's mentality here, but as an analyst, I actually am going to agree with Max here. I like Lucas's team, the best to win. Aiden is the sexiest team right now, but I don't think that'll. It never pans out. I'm with no, Jeff. I think that was a great out. point. It won't pan out for the year. Someone, something will happen. A guy won't perform as well. Someone will get hurt. Sean, I mean, Sean just never can do it. I don't, I don't, I don't even know how he's won once. I don't know how we did that. But Sean won the league? Yeah, yeah, 2016, I believe. Yes. I don't know how he did it, but he did it. By the way, that Good was his him. only playoff appearance, I think. Which is he hasn't, he hasn't made a playoff appearance since then. Yes. Um, Good for him. He's the Marlins. <laughs> he's the <laughs> Jesus. Um, but right now, I love Lucas's team the best. I think he has so much potential. He has so much depth and guys who produce. And if, like I said, if just one of his receivers pans out, he's going to be incredible. Absolutely. But besides Lucas, again, I'm I'm not going to doubt myself because I know what I can do. But <laughs> I think you two, it'll be it'll be Lucas or you two, for sure. I think I you guys are in great. You guys are my year. You know what? If I don't win it, I hope one of you two does. And when I say that, I really mean Max. Jet, this is Jet. This is not <laughs> me spiting you. I want I want you to know that this is me coming from the heart. And you said not to do it, but I'm doing it because I'm only on this podcast once. I think you lose the league and coming last. Wow. <laughs> I'm not a believer. I'm not a believer. I'm not a believer in Saquon. If Kamara gets the wrong judge, he's screwed. You have a Jacksonville running back as your backup plan for those guys, and I don't think it works. And your bench, no offense, because you went the young route, this could totally bite you like, in the butt. And so that was, for that, reason, for that yeah. reason, listen, I'm, I know that you probably won't come in last because yeah. you won't let yourself come in last. If your team's that bad, you'll figure out a way to do it. But listen – why not? Right. It's, it's a valid. It's a valid argument. I I believe I definitely do have a, a boom bust type team. Um, like it just happened this year. A lot of the guys I like have that boom bust profile. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't think I'm gonna come in last. I, I obviously I've never <laughs> missed the playoffs. And uh, Jack, yeah. you know what, Jack, I will I will make you a bet right now. I will finish above you in this league. I will have a better finish, overall finish than you. I don't like that bet for you, Austin. By the way, Jet, what where, you rank? He, that's that? with that's with that's with me saying that he could lose the league. I don't Jet, know, man. Wait, just Jet, <laughs> wh- Jet, where'd you rank me last year after the draft? What was I nine, eight, right? Yeah, you were, yeah. 
You were eight or nine. I was right. nine. I think you were eight. Right. Okay. So just saying, I bet you, uh, Max. I'm not making this deal with you because I think you're. Gonna, <laughs> I think you're gonna be the chip again this year against Lucas Ooh. personally. But Jeff, I will bet you right now because I bet you right now I have a better overall finish. That's fine. That's fine. I don't. I don't. I don't see any. I know I said Michael Thomas could be your Cooper Cup, but I don't see Cooper Cup. Andor, uh, I think you had Dontre Swift too. After um, oh, I did. Thank yeah, you, Max. So I did. You're, you're yep. not gonna. You're you're not, I don't think you're gonna. I don't think Lightning's gonna strike twice, even three times. So, um, I think you're. Hey, uh, Jordan can do it. Kobe can do it. Why again, can I Austin, do it? the tangents, oh please. The tangents. Yeah. The tangents. I think. I think we'll wrap it up here. Uh, Max, <laughs> we appreciate you coming on the show. Yeah. We'll, we'll try to have you on again. This was a lot of fun. Loved talking about the draft. I'm sure once we get into some of the weeks when both of us are going to be playing you, we would love to, you know, preview those matchups. And- yeah, I want to see you two uh, before you two play each other. I need to have you on the – Max, we got to have you on the show for your matchup at Jet because I need to hear that. The Done deal. You- I'll be I- here. Awesome. Awesome. Perfect. Awesome. All right, we appreciate Thank it. You. Austin, you-, you know the drill. Take us out of here. Max, I- you know this. Jet has still – Cesar's trying to figure this out, but Jet, if you cannot handle the heat – Get out of the kitchen, please. (laughs) All right, guys. Thank you. Thank you, guys.